Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Following on podcast from TalkSport, I'm John Norman, alongside me as ever, Steve Harmson, literally is actually, he's not in Ashington, he's at the Oval, so am I, uh, the, uh, the sun is well and truly gone, it didn't really appear for much today uh, anyway, but what a day says cricket, we are going to reflect on it all, you're watching, or rather listening, to Following On. So if you're listening to the show, you probably know by now that uh, England ended up 53 for 3 after bowling India out for 191. Joe Root uh, winning the toss again and having absolutely no hesitation in asking India to bat as uh, Harmy predicted would be the case. And, uh, well, India never really got going. 28 set without loss became 28 for 2. A spell of 43 deliveries without conceding a run. Two wickets falling. Pajara went uh, just before the lunch break. Uh, Jadeja came out surprisingly ahead of Rahane. Didn't uh, ever look like he was going to stick around. And uh, Kohli was the only batsman in the top seven to make a score of note. He hit 50, but when Pam was out for nine, the score 127 for seven. You thought that was it. Not to be, though. One of two changes for India, making a difference. Shardul Thakur smashing the fastest 50 uh, in Test history at the Oval. 31 ball 50, uh, meaning uh, India did... Uh, register an underpass score but nowhere near what it looked like they were going to be doing at one stage all out for 191 England then reduces six for two Burns playing on for five Hamid well, I don't know what that cut shot was he went for noughts um, but uh, with Root and Milan at the crease with 10 minutes to go until stumps it looked like it would still be clearly England's day not to be Umesh Yadav the other change set for India uh, getting one to nip back and bowling Root for 21 meaning uh, this match and the series very much alive. So let's uh, look back at all the action uh, here on a 13-wicket day at the Oval. 
story of the day. So, Harmy, um, have England let this one slip? I mean, it's not beyond their grasp. They're still marginally ahead of uh, where the uh, Indians are. But 127 for seven at one stage. Um, they were also 53 for two on the stroke of stumps. But India just refused to give up. And, and that's made, that has made for some compelling cricket. And uh, it's cricket that you cannot wait to come back and watch here at the Oval on day two. Yeah, and it was, it was from somebody that we predicted that was going to come into the side, which is Shadol Thakur. He strengthens their batting. Um, he will, we're yet to see whether he gives them the difference in the bowling department. If Joe Root's still there, and you have England of 53 for two, and Root is still there, then you'd think England look in a great position, commanding position, 350, and this game's over. Um, as it happens, it's not. It's Milan who is in that position. So, and he looked in good, and he looked in good form. But credit to England's bowlers. Yeah, you know, it, it is a very, very difficult thing. And I know this. You know, loads of experience of this. When your captain asks you to bowl first in a Test match, he is basically saying, "You've got to win the game for us. You've got to win the game for us." You know, we are we are two hours away from winning the game. By lunchtime, when you bowl first after winning the toss, you have got to be in a position to say. We have, we have more or less won the game from here. And I think at Tetewal, well, at drinks at Leasy in the middle of the afternoon, I think every single bowler on that England unit have said to Joe Root, we've, got, we've done it for you, Skip. We've, we're, you, know, 100, you mentioned 127 for seven. But then they let it slip, it goes 191. But we're talking about 191 as though it's 350. It's not, it's 191. This is a, a total which in first innings terms in Test Match cricket is so well, you know, so well under par, it is ridiculous. But this is the England cricket batting unit we're talking about. So they have to be in a position to stand up. I think Craig Overton, as much as we've talked about uh, on the YouTube channel, talking about when Rob Key talks about Michael Vaughan not wanting to send out a night watchman, I actually think this is a good night watchman for England to send out. One, he can bat. Two, he's got first-class 100. You know, he, he understands what you know, the situation he's in. He's not going to get flustered, and he moves Pope and Bestow a little bit further down the road, which means Ali and uh, Chris Wokes. The, the powerhouse, what we've got, is a little bit further down if he can bat for half an hour. If Overton bats for half an hour tomorrow, England get 275 and beyond, and there's only one winner in this test match. But there's a lo- that, that is a big thing. Easy saying it. It's the hardest thing doing it. I thought England were magnificent this morning um, and that really put India under pressure. Did uh, England bowl well or did India bat badly? Um, or is this just where these two teams are now? England know the line, the length and how to bowl at India and India's batsmen just do not know how to break the shackles. Now, India, uh, England bowl well. England definitely bowl well. Sharma got a ball off Wokes, which was an absolute beauty. Anderson kicked the dearth from the end that we're sitting at right now, which is the media stand end, the OCS stand end. Um, he kicked the dirt for six overs. Jimmy was struggling this morning. He, he had a little bit of a hump on. I don't think the footholds were, were, were dry. They were a bit soft, and I don't think he really... And this is Jimmy Anderson. I don't think he trusted his action because, and I've been in this, I say this from experience. I think when he got the crease and his foot was landing, because he was slipping, he wasn't he wasn't really in control of everything he was doing. And this is the great Jimmy Anderson. And it took him a while for them to dry out, for it really to really to 
really to get going, which he did do from the other end. A lot of people have been sitting in a hospitality end after half an hour, having not made the right decision. Joe Roots had a shocker. It's not. It's just the ball was the lacquer hadn't quite come off the ball. Um, Anderson was struggling from a foot. It looked like a foothold point of view. He went to the other end, which is the change room end, and things changed. England got a wicket, then one brings two. Two brings in this series a batting unit, which is on either side, by the way, which is very fragile. And then all of a sudden, India found themselves 120 odd for seven. So yes, I thought it was. I thought it was very, very good bowling. Um, you could argue that it was poor batting, but I, I think England got a little bit of a an injection when I was at a double. I had a double thought. Honestly, I had a double look at. England lose, I think it was the third wicket, goes down. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, I've just felt the hospitality lot. India batting unit hasn't changed. Ajinki Rahane is not walking out. I was like, oh, no, I've sold my dummy here. Out walks Ravinder Jadeja. That tells me everything, and that would probably have given England a lift, knowing that the minute that they've got a wicket, Rahane comes in, what you're hiding for, all that stuff, that you know, gamesmanship that goes with it. Pant comes in at number seven. Um, I thought, if you're not going to pick the players in the areas that you trusted them in for the first three test matches, then you leave them out and you move on. Um, India didn't do that. And that is largely down to the selection, the ego of this India side. And that's probably, for me, why they're in the position that they're in. Yeah, there was real surprise at uh, the start of play that the two changes that India had made, OK, Thakur, we expected him to play. And boy, his innings certainly... Uh, certainly woke everybody up here, by the way. Um, and Yadav, nobody tipped Yadav to come in. It's, uh, it was because Mohammed Shami had a niggle. Uh, it was Yadav that took the wicket of Joe Root right at the end of the play. So you'd have to say, yes, we'd love to see a bit of uh, R. Ashwin. But actually, the two changes India have made um, have already paid off in some regard. Yadav's got Root out, and Thakur has just smashed the fastest 50 ever at the Oval. His batting average here might even be better than yours. Well, Nelly, Nelly better than mine. <laughs> he hasn't. He, he, he's got out, so I didn't. I didn't get out many times at this fantastic ground, which is actually getting better. But no, I thought India set the field. We were talked about it, you know, in the preview. I thought they set the field better. The packed, the slip area. They basically said to Joe Root, "If you want to drive, drive it." Um, and there was one that Joe Root got through, sort of fourth slip, uh, and gully, which came down, came down to the OCS stand where we're sitting now for four. And it went aerial, and I think that was the right thing. They had a, a fielder at third man, um, and then Joe Root got one, which he's been getting out quite regularly in the year 2019 and 2020, which a ball just nipped back off, off stump and went through the gate and, and bowled him. And it was a good bit of bowling. But, yeah, I didn't see Yadav playing um, even. And, yes, I got a bit stick off you yesterday about dropping the name of a VVX Laxman. But Yax Laxman didn't even think about playing Yadav. He was all of Ashwin. Um, Siraj had to play. Mohammed Shami was the was was India's man. And I must admit, when I didn't see Shami, and now I know he's got a niggle, he would have been. I think he would have been unbelievable on this surface. I think Mohammed Shami on this surface would have been. I think he would have been such a handful. But England are in a great position. England are in a great position, and we find ourselves talking about the game as being quite evenly matched because of the frailties of the batting unit. Test match cricket tells you that first innings runs is normally between 250 and 300 
India are miles behind the eight ball at this minute in time. And England should, irrespect of what India have done, be able to get on this surface, on the dimensions of this ground, because it's quite short in, in pockets and areas and it's a fast outfield, should be able to get 250-plus. If England get between 275 and 300 or go beyond 300, there's only one winner, and England should be sitting in their dressing room now or sitting in their hotel thinking we only bat once on this surface, even though it's 50 for three. Uh, what did you make of Chris Wokes? Because, um, you know, he hasn't played Test cricket in over a year. He gets a wicket with his, in his first over. Um, he should have had a fifer if uh, there was a couple of catches went down um, off, of, off of his bowling, including Coley, actually, when he was on 22. He went on to score 50. So, again, you know, England have had their chances to bowl in India out for about 130 today, and they, they haven't taken it. But, I mean, he bowled wonderfully well, didn't he? And he got extravagant seam movement. He got good bounce, great great line. It was uh, one little stat, though. Second one his first nine overs went for 18, and his last six went for 36 or something when Becker tucked in. But uh, it, was great to see him. it was great to see him back. It was great to see him back, and I'll come on to the second part of what the... The way England's bowler, these, this sort of attack has been talked about over the last few years in a minute. But I think Wokes coming back into, this, uh, into the squad, he was always going to play. I thought if it wasn't for Current, it would have been for Anderson to give Anderson a rest and move him in a position to be fully fit and firing and ready for, for Old Trafford. Um, but it wasn't that long ago where former England players, men myself, and I'm happy to say it, we're looking at Broad, Wokes, Anderson, and I'm thinking Wokes, Anderson, Robinson, in this, they cannot play in an international side and be effective. You give them a surface, which we've had today, and they can be effective. And I thought all of them on this surface was effective. Now, moving forward, longevity moving forward, then you know, question marks because of where we're going in the next eight months. To the, to, the, um, to Australia, then the, the Caribbean. This this bowling attack will be, I think, will be toothless. But on a surface like this, Chris Wokes is every bit effective as any of the other bowlers, and it was great to see him back. And I think he still has. I think he still has more of an impact in this game with the bat than he has with the ball. He had a great first year, and. Yeah, he, he got tapped a bit from Thakur, which is probably the Chris Wokes who hasn't played a lot of cricket coming back. That's what you worry about. But I think with the bat coming in at number, well, he'll come in at number eight or number nine now. If he can get 40 or 50, and I'm still, I still expect Moan Ali a little special from him, then all of a sudden, you know, it's a whole different ball game. The all round selection for me has worked, and it's great to see him back because. The kid is a. The kid is a. He's an, he's an inspiration for a lot of people. Chris Wokes, the way he plays the game, the way he conducts himself as a person, um, and he's all round, you know, good guy, in the dressing room. I think can only you can only want good for him, and it was brilliant to see him back. Um, third top scorer today was David Milan. He's still there, twenty six hundred out. He might be out first ball tomorrow, but there was just. There was something quite reassuring about seeing him at the crease with a score five for one when he walked to the crease and six for two when he'd only been there for a couple of balls. And I know it's early days and I'm not expecting him to score 20 test centuries at three for England, but, you know, he's, he knows his game and that much is evident today. 
that's what we picked him for. We talked about and this and the following on podcast and the Creative Collective when we when we talked about the, the frailties of the England batting unit. What is going wrong with England? We're losing too many wickets quickly. We look frantic. Well, even when David Milan plays and misses, he doesn't look frantic playing and misses. Yeah. You know, he, he seems to ha- he seems to have this this calmness of playing missing that which is a good thing. It doesn't give the bowler an added sort of a little bit of an oomph to come back and next over, next over. And for me, that was evident today. Ball was doing a bit. Ball was moving about. Wickets were going around him. And he seemed to... He, he has this ability to put the bad ball away, which is great. Horizontal bat. I think he's a better player, and I think he's a better... He's a, he's, he's, his game's better than what it was the last time he was here. So, which is, for me, which is... Yeah, which is brilliant, and I'm one that I wasn't bothered whether it was Vince or Milan that came back. I just wanted a common influence at number three, who could use his experience, absorb pressure, take time out of the game, and then but put the bad ball away. That was our problem. Put the bad ball away because so many times you've had one, two, and three over the course of the last 18 months, where they played and missed, played and missed, and then left the bad ball with an experienced character who knows their game in Milan, he's put the bad ball away. Straight away, what, that, what does that do? It puts pressure on the bowler. The bowler's ball that you normally play and miss because he's got a confidence. He's now searching himself. And then you can then, then, you can then release the pressure and then transfer, transfer the pressure onto the bowler. And I think that's what Milan's done over the course of these last three innings. Very good. Moment of the day. Getting out just before stumps, or was it Ravindra Jadeja walking to the crease uh, ahead of Rahane at five? I think it's Root getting out. That was the big moment of the day because I think that is the, the day is England, England, England if Root doesn't get out. Um, but don't take away from what happened with Ravindra Jadeja. England bowlers will be going to Rahani and Pant when they walk out into the cauldron of battle in front of 20-odd thousand at this fantastic ground. Oh, what are you hiding for? All this, you know, the hiding and, and it will still come again. You know, your captain doesn't back you. You know, you know, why are you batting it? And then the pressure that comes with it. We've seen how, how they got knocked over. But for me, moment of the day is definitely um, Joe Root getting out because if Joe Root is still here and Milan was the one that was out, England 50 for three, England fans will be going away from this great ground going, we're going to get 300 and we're going to win the game. What is going to happen tomorrow? OK, Harmi, your predictions have been pretty spot on up to now. What do you predict for day two of this uh, fourth test between England and India? I think England will be batting until about five o'clock. I think the game will go fast forward. I think the wicket is still got a bit in it. We're not got beautiful sunshine for the next few days. So there's a bit of cloud cover. The ball's going to probably outdo the bat, which I think suits England because I think England, if they can bat till just after tea, be around about 280, 300. And then for me, there's only one winner in this test match. I'm looking for a little special from Moen Ali, possibly batting with the tail if it comes to it. Uh, or Chris Wokes doing the same and getting a quick fire 40 or 50 which will demoralise India and just take the game away from them well we'll find out whether Harmi's uh, prediction is correct the following on podcast will of course be back following play uh, and if you want a little bit more of myself and Harmi head over to YouTube for 7 for 12 Steve Harmison's own personal YouTube channel uh, where we host a daily live Q&A show 
So uh, get involved in that. We'll be broadcasting from 7pm uh, on Friday and, uh, and Saturday uh, if the game goes on that far. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to Following On. Uh, we will be back, as I say, following day two. Uh, whether it'll be a 13-wicket day or not, well, only time will tell. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 